There is a place where time stands still, where nature is harsh and demanding, where only the quick and the strong and the deadly can survive. This place is no place for civilized man. I want my land. All you've got to do now is pass the Australian culture test. Three simple questions, three correct answers, and you go through that doorway to the greatest little country in the world. Good morning, everybody. This is Annie for Showreel, our look at the Australian film industry. And uh, today we're going to go on a sort of an oblique. We're going to follow up the Morden Family Virtual Reality Commission, the Morden Family VR Commission. We've talked about this before. This is uh, around ACME, that's the Australian Centre for the Moving Image, uh, collaboration with uh, the Melbourne City Council and uh, Katrina and Simon Morden, uh, they have this uh, quite extraordinary uh, supporting uh, commission framework uh, to uh, develop uh, um, a virtual reality experience. And this is the second one that they've actually awarded and it went to Joan Ross. And I got to speak to Joan Ross about her proposed work, which is entitled Did You Ask the River? Uh, it's in the style of a first-person video game and participants embody an 18th-century colonial woman and are given free reign to explore an interactive 3D extension of Ross's vibrant yet unsettling colonial landscapes, which, uh, anyway, uh, it's where art, a true artist, meets... Uh, uh, a new version of uh, reality using um, visual technologies. Uh, so that's pretty fascinating. But before we go into our chat with Joan, uh, I wanted to uh, give you the opportunity to uh, go to something at ACME. ACME's decided that it's going to have uh, last Friday of every month's a real blast. It's going on until October the 28th and it's Wonderland Late Nights. You will be aware that there's this groundbreaking and quite wonderful Wonderland, Alice in Wonderland exhibition that's going on at ACME, which is in Federation Square. It's a, a, a are a melding of uh, modern technology and uh, virtual reality experience with uh, older versions of display. It's quite great. It's it's wonderful. I, I've been there and it's really nice. But this is an extension of that. So each uh, Friday until October, uh, last Friday of the month, they're going to have a really big event and it starts this Friday. So it's going to have... a an event there that uh, incorporates uh, uh, musicians, Australian musicians, electronic performers, VJs and DJs with uh, curious cocktails, uh, dance to a backdrop of live art performances, dress to impress in your best Wonderland-inspired garb and be part of Alice's journey through the beyond popular 
culture framework. So anyway, this Friday they're going to have uh, late nights with Napalm. Now Napalm is uh, is a, a um, part of a um, a performance group called a Wilding Rockstar. Um, she used to uh, she's been two time Grammy nominated if you haven't heard of her, and she's uh, rising to prominence with Neo Soul Quartet Hiatus Coyote, uh, and she's going to be there with her band, and they're going to play. It's going to be a great night, and uh, as I said, there's going to be uh, DJs, there's going to be cocktails. The uh, It all starts at 6pm, and the band start at 9pm. And it means that you also get to see the exhibition as well. So this is a great double pass. So I've got two double passes to this. So if you want to be involved, ring up on 94198377 and leave your name and you will have your name on the door. So that's 94198377 for this Friday night. Six for the start for cocktails and drinks and uh, and DJs, DJs plus bands starting at 9pm. Now, uh, as I said, this is Wonderland Late Nights, last Friday of the month until October at Acme. Uh, but before we get on with our other parts of the show, some important things. 3CR Radiothon 2018, Fight for Your Mic. The 3CR annual Radiothon fundraiser is almost here. From June the 4th to the 17th, we're asking you to help us stay on air by making a generous donation. Any amount you can afford makes a big difference, and all donations over $2 are tax deductible. To donate, call 039419-8377 or donate online at 3cr.org.au 3CR Radiothon 2018 Fight for your mic That's right, Radiothon's coming if you want us to keep us on air then uh, as you know on 3CR we do it program by program so uh, you should uh, think about uh, uh, how you spread your cash to ensure that uh, the station itself reaches its $250,000 uh, target. You know, it's expensive running a station that uh, fights for the good. It's called Fight for Your Mic. And uh, there's a couple of new aspects to this uh, Radiothon this year. Hopefully we're going to have a whole lot of programs that you can uh, put some money into online so you can it's a crowdfunding kind of arrangement but uh, there'll more about that later next week we've got more important things to talk about right at this moment we're talking about the uh, Morden family VR commission now this is uh, it was just uh, uh, announced uh, um, on the 10th of May that Joan Ross was actually going to be commissioned uh, to do the next uh, VR project during uh, of the Morden Family Commission. The commission is held annually over three years and supports Australian visual artists with an established gallery-based practice to experiment with and extend their craft using VR. Now, as I said, uh, the uh, work that uh, Joan Ross has proposed is uh, Did You Ask the River in the style of a first-person video game. But interestingly enough, the 
participants embody an 18th century colonial woman and are given free reign to explore an interactive 3D extension of Ross's vibrant yet unsettling colonial landscapes. But let's start and hear what Joan's got to say for herself. I'll start on a very ordinary note, which is congratulations for having actually received the 2018 Morden Family Virtual Reality Commission. You must be pretty happy. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm over the moon. I, uh, it's such a great opportunity. It's amazing. Yeah, well, what does it actually mean? Because I've been looking at the work that you've been doing. You, you've had a long road in your art history, haven't you? Your your journey. You were saying to me that speaking isn't actually, words aren't your natural language, so obviously art is. Look, I'm, I'm, I'm totally visual. Uh I'm, a, I'm dyslexic, and even sometimes, you know, when I draw a shopping, when I do a shopping list, I draw it mm. rather than write the words. I just think um, when you're visual, that you're actually, you, you know, you're functioning on a slightly different level. So, when you uh, your journey has taken you right through the whole gamut, uh, so you've been a drawer, you've uh, done. Um, and, and sculpture, all the rest of it, and you ended up doing 2D animations. Which Tell me mm. about that. Well, look, let's just go back to the start. I, you know, I, I was always an artist. Um, I went to art school for six years. Um, I then, you know, I went into the art world as a painter. Um, I showed with Ross Noxley. Uh, how to, I was teaching, and I was in my 20s uh, when I sort of decided that the art world was really, let's just say, a tricky place. <laughs> and um, I actually just took myself out. I pretty much just walked away, uh, uh, moved to the Blue Mountains, did a lot of meditation, uh, had a baby, and maybe about eight years or so later I decided, um, after a friend had died and I was lying there, and I thought, on oh, my deathbed I don't want to wish I'd made a greater effort and really because my creativity was is, was is the main thing that I have and so I just brought myself back into the art world but when I did I I came in fairly quickly as a completely different artist um, and I've always been interested even when I painted of using different materials and different surfaces and approaching it as, as differently as I could and I felt like that's exactly what I did when I came back in again. I felt like I, you know, I just did everything. And and the way I work is that whenever I have a project, it's whatever medium suits it best that I do. Now, that's a kind of a solitary journey, but what you're doing now is a collaboration, which is pretty fascinating. That's a different <laughs> thing to do, isn't it? Yeah, look, I wouldn't have said it that I was particularly good at collaborating. Um, well, it's actually really hard. It's really hard, and so you have to choose the people you collaborate with well. Um, when I do my video animations, I collaborate with a guy called Josh Raymond, uh, and Josh really understands where I'm coming from conceptually, where the, what the work is about, and... And we work well together and I can see, you know, he knows my weaknesses. Uh, for example, I can never produce a storyboard ahead of time. 
<laughs> so how do I you do pretend. it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I no. pretend. <laughs> I yeah. say, oh, look, I've got a pretend storyboard. Uh, let's work on that. Because I'm one of those people that I work, um, so something happens, uh, and and then I'll see a new direction, and I'll just move straight into that new direction. Um, it'll never uh, look like anything that was proposed in the beginning. Um, yeah. Oh, that's really interesting. Um, I mean, I have my own uh, sort of uh, artistic journey, and I half the time I think that I've failed because I do that too. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because it's actually what you don't count on that happens that actually makes the uh, process more interesting. It's the yeah. Look, there's n- there's no failure in that experience. I mean, to me, that's actually success because it's about moving with what's in front of you, not having a you know, too rigid a view of things. No, you say. Oh, well, I was going to say too that uh, animation is a very interesting thing too because animation is not the... I mean, it's it's an invention. Uh, The movement is an invention that then conspires with the audience to actually appear to be movement. Did you... uh, Is that something (laughs) that came naturally to you? No. Hmm. I had to learn how to do it. It it, it isn't. Um, yeah, I've often taught myself. Like for example, initially when I first started to make sculptures, I was I felt like I was two and three quarter D, not fully three D. So I had to almost force myself into that, which is how I felt about video animation. Um, there was a when I first did a video animation, there was a number of sort of fluky incidences that that pushed me into it. Basically, I wanted to see a Joseph Lysett painting come to life. Um, but then to actually do it, it was, it was, you know, another story and it wasn't something I was that used to, so I had to learn it. Um, and I didn't find it um, particularly easy at first. Yeah, because it's a bit like learning to dance and you realise that parts of your body won't do what you're... Imag- you, you can't self-fulfil the imagination of the body parts yeah, doing the thing you want. I felt the edges of my mind. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine that too. Hitting uh, 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 against the edges. <laughs> now, now this thing that you're... This project that you're working on is an extension yep. for the modern commission is an extension of what you've already been working on and I was amazed when I read this in the press release about it it says the basis of the work and concepts explore explored were developed as part of a a tactical space lab VR studio residency during which Ross (laughs) collaborated with Hull in translating the engaging aesthetic of her collage works into a room scale VR context. Isn't that a beautiful piece of writing? But <laughs> but also the whole idea of taking something to a room scale. What's that all about? Well, it, it, it's a bit like you've got one of my video animations, but you end up, you become part of it. So you're inside the landscape and and it's, and it's all around you and you get to do various things in it. Um, and look, that experience of uh, when I worked with uh, Josh, we started on the 1st of January. <laughs> Great start to the year. Yeah. Um, New Year's resolution and, and all. Yeah. And we went 
uh, we just started experimenting. So the initial work was just uh, like pretty much take my work and put it into this three uh, completely, you know, 360-degree environment um, and see what happened. And it was there were some very interesting experiences in it and some of them I didn't like. Um, and some of so those experiences I didn't like were actually what led me into the idea of the that I had for the Mordant Commission. You you started off doing. Is it still about the uh, game, the first person video game, where you're uh, inside the head of a 18th century colonial woman? Is that still the premise? Yes. Where did you, uh, where'd you get that idea from? That's a great idea. It's really oblique. Well, I think, you know, a lot of my video animations have been, uh, have used the 18th century colonial woman as the protagonist. And I think in this, I don't feel like, I don't want to make it a man. I don't want to make it a, a you know, a current woman. I want to... I want to make us all complicit in colonisation ah. and, and help us subtly understand what we're all doing and how the drive is there. Because and, and that's actually one of the most important parts about this is that when I was doing the, the VR at the beginning of the year, what I noticed is that people were going into it for their own experience, like they, which is obvious, but... They couldn't control themselves from wanting something else. Oh, well, another bird land on my hand. How big can I grow this flower? What is next for me? And I felt like we could use that conceptually because people, basically, that's about grabbing and taking and what is it for me, which I feel like is the the colonial mentality. It's rapacious. It's greedy. And so that's that we're using that drive, um, you know, that's quite current now with selfies and and just you know the whole way we use computers and phones. That drive is very strong, and I feel like we're just going to use it in a little bit of a backhanded way, and because people don't have any, you know, feel they don't have any choice. You know, when people are engaged in VR, virtual reality, uh, do you th- do you feel uh, is that part of it? Now that you've said what you've said, that they lose uh, inhibition, that they lose, uh, they feel like they're involved in that they're an adjective rather than a verb, that they're not doing Look, things. Look, I think that so. They, it- mm. Even though people, it's given out that it's something to do with you. You're a, you have lots of agency. In actual fact, they're not. They're actually always anticipating what someone else has uh, put them into. Mm, it's a funny space, um, the virtual reality space, because you actually, it's 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 quite unexpected and it's quite seductive, uh, and it and it. You know, I can see all sorts of ways that it could be really beneficial to um, the human race and some ways it could be really detrimental. I mean, we've watched Black Mirror. We know we can see the really, you know, the possible dark uses of it. Um, yeah. What are you trying to do with it, though? You, you're actually trying to illuminate 
uh, get people to actually come to terms with that colonial spirit? Well, not well. Let's not even say spirit, but but colonial drive. You know, the the, the drive to colonise, um, and and I see the way that we conduct things um, in the art world and in the rest of the world. Uh, you know, there's a lot of um, superiority in, in in the way that we approach things, and I I think that. That that's the type of thing I'm trying to talk about in in the work as well, and that that people um, may end up seeing by the end of it. That we hope that they will. Tune in to On Screen and find out more about what's on the big and the small screen each Saturday, 11am till 12 noon on 3CR. It's a program on film, on filmmakers and on film festivals. It's called On Screen, Mm, but it's on the radio, 3CR. G'day, you're on Showreel with Annie and we've been listening to a chat I had with Joan Ross who's this year's recipient of the Morden Family VR Commission. It's uh, the second in the $80,000 Morden Family VR Commission uh, and uh, it's uh, fascinating uh, sort of a a thing that... uh, is a collaboration between ACME, that's the Australian Centre for Moving Image, and the Melbourne City Council, as well as Katrina and Simon Morden, uh, to, uh, in a sort of an old-fashioned sort of uh, way of uh, auspicing the work of uh, artists, but in this new space of, uh, of uh, virtual reality. Uh, let's hear the last part of what Joan had to say about... Uh, who uh, this getting this prize and what it means? What did you have to do to actually be one of the finalists for the Morden Commission? Did I mean what? What was the process? What did you did you write no, this sort of thing down or what? Yeah, we had to put in an application. Um, Josh and I had talked about doing the application, and then um, we were actually interviewed. Um, by FBI in Sydney and after the interview a light bulb went off in my head and I said oh we've got to do this application I just had a great idea Um, because I'd been thinking about it and nothing had it really uh, you know because of the the problems I felt like I encountered with people just you know what's my next experience what's next for me I I felt a little bit daunted by it I thought oh this is a funny this virtual reality world is a is a an odd place you know and uh, yeah a very self-centred space. And so I had this idea and then so we just, um, you know, brainstormed it and, and we came up with an application. It was a very big application um, and we put it in, um, you know, of course, not being sure of anything. And then we were shortlisted to six and we came down to Melbourne for uh, a meeting with a very large panel of people. 
<laughs> and uh, you were the lucky winners, and obviously you were in good comp- company because other people had good ideas too. Uh, now that they're going to support your project and they're giving you space down at uh, Southbank yeah. to work on using equipment and stuff like that, what do you imagine will be the first things you'll do? Had you thought about that? No. (laughs) (laughs) I'm at the moment. I'm actually just fully. um, I'm just letting the the actual concept just sit sit in the subconscious a little bit for a while before I even start to to know where to go. You know that makes complete sense. But what I'm thinking is. What will it be? Uh, is it a linear experience? Is it a game, you know, like a beginning, a middle and end? Or is it a, a being in a room with things happening? Is that, you know what I mean? Is there, how would it be? Is it a structure, a conception uh, in time and space? It's or a game and people can choose to do different things, one thing or another or a lot of things. Um, people will. People can also go and stand within that virtual reality space and not take action but that's a very hard thing to do because that's where the drive is the drive is to take action and to have your experience and to and to to want to to do something within the space so that's all part of the concept yeah right and and in a funny sort of a way there's a script isn't there like potential uh, variations on the scripts that people could yeah. take yeah so it's, a, right. it's like screenwriting, in effect. Yeah. We, like I said, basically have to start on the work. Um, I have ideas uh, of, of how it can go, um, but once we're actually doing it, then we, we make the decisions in that space while we're watching it ourselves, you know, how, how or where can a person go and could there be other outcomes for someone and mainly the outcome you know at the moment the the only way you're not going to be complicit is if you don't do anything and you just stand there and have a look around all right okay and is there going to be any sound oh definitely yeah cool okay and music definitely or just sound sound? real sound Mm, it'll be it'll be sound uh uh probably not oh no there might be a little bit of um harpsichord-style sort of music, disturbing, you know, <laughs> disturbed harpsichord. <laughs> when I do, hate harpsichord music. Yeah, yeah. yeah. When, do, when do you start? You've already started. Uh, well, we've started in a way already, and, already, you know, it's... Um, but I have uh, some other projects I have to have done um, before I start this one. Um so it might take a month or so before I actually starts. Well, all I yeah. can say is I'm I uh, am quite excited to find out what you do and as I said congratulations on getting this. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah. It's, a, it's, it's so exciting. It is, it's, isn't it's it? It's great to be able to move into that territory because you know it's a, such a a new area to explore and and for me more than anything and this is what I found when I worked initially in it was that my concept was very strong but I noticed that once you got into that virtual reality space that people didn't seem to care, they just started to care about themselves and their experience. And so I want to twist this a little bit so that people are still very conceptually aware 
and that it becomes an art piece, not a gimmick. And that's the end of the program. Fascinating stuff, absolutely fascinating stuff. And thanks very much, Joan Ross, for having a chat with me about uh, the uh, latest uh, commission for the Morden family. And uh, don't forget, uh, the last Friday of the month up till October, ACME is having Wonderland Late Nights. Uh, if uh, you're still interested or if you were, are interested, then we've got a couple of double passes. So give us a call, 94198377 for this Friday. Uh, anyway, uh, that's me. Coming up next is Published or Not. We're going to go out with It's Obvious by the Au Pairs. <laughs> 